0: This was a uh, challenging lesson uh, in that it challenged some of the premises that I had structured my sermon series on uh, to this point. We've been going through James chapter 3 uh, verse uh, 15 uh, through 17. I actually read a little bit more than that uh, as our main text, but but this is kind of where we've been working in primarily in this passage right here. It says, this is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but it is Earth, uh, but is earthly, spiritual, uh, unspiritual, and demonic, for where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder and every vile practice, but the wisdom that is from above is first pure and peaceable, gentle, reasonable, and full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And we've been talking about the, the concept of wisdom itself, that the wisdom has these attributes. And when we look at this passage, I think, we are correctly drawn to the idea that these should become our attributes as well that is clearly implied i think in this in the scripture but only because it is first these attributes first belong to god's wisdom and so we've we've been working from the premise that that wisdom being from god doesn't change and that that these that, that god's wisdom has these qualities inherently the wisdom from above has these things. And, it, and because man has naturally these other types of things that we want to structure our life on, we tend to uh, be pulled towards this earthly, unspiritual, and demonic, he says it's even demonic, wisdom. Uh, that, that's interesting because you know, we think of... like. You know, I mean, the, the stuff that... And remember what we're talking... We, we defined wisdom not just as the application. It's not the, the information. It, it's based on information. It's not even the application of wisdom. But it's the, the process that we go through to determine what my life is going... What direction my life is going to take. What, what are the things I value it. And, and so that is, obviously, I draw on information that I've gained. And he says the, the, that process when it's not spiritual, when it's not from God, it actually those things have a satanic source. I want you think about that. That's, that's heavy. The, the, just the natural way that people value things to, to come to their decisions, he says that's actually satanic. That, that's, that's like very powerful thought. Uh, but um, in going through this, when I, when I came to this one, uh, it challenged me, and sometimes it's, it's difficult to thread the needle and make sure you get it right. Now, I've talked about um, uh, getting caught in ruts here a little bit as we talk about gentle wisdom, and, and I, I my mind kept on pulling into those ideas where we're, where I want to look at the application in me, like the the, the gentle how it affects me. But that comes later. And, and so so there was that that I'm constantly like, no, this is about wisdom. This is not about me being gentle. We'll get to me being gentle later. That, that was one thought that I had. And so was, I'm, I'm trying to come up with, okay, I'm going to keep this on wisdom. How is wisdom, first of all, how is wisdom gentle? Wisdom is just a thing, right? It's, it's just a... It's just a process, I guess. And, uh, and, and I want to obviously keep it out of this idea that it's not the information. Okay, have got to separate those two. So, so I'm, I'm getting in all these little ruts. And immediately, this was where it was challenging, was that my brain immediately went to, I can think of, if I'm drawing from the premise that these come from God, therefore wisdom is going to reflect wisdom from above is going to reflect God, because it comes down from him, then the wisdom being gentle should reflect a gentle God. And you can probably guess why this is challenging to me, because I'm like, I can think a lot of times where God didn't look too gentle, (laughs) like the most of the Bible. (laughs) It seems to me I, I draw, it's like you start from the flood and you start from the, uh, the, you start from the garden. And you start from, you know, like those formative things, the flood. And, and I'm th- thinking of all these events throughout the Bible, Ananias and Sapphira. We talked about Nadab and Abihu. and I, Like the, the events are pouring into my brain where God's not that gentle looking. And Jesus flipping tables. Well, that doesn't look gentle. It challenges my mind. I'm like, have I misinterpreted I Have I accepted a premise of this passage? Or have I established a a premise for this whole sermon series that's not accurate? So, uh, I have these premises. I want to see if, if there is a way that these are true. And so what I had to do is back up. And just simply get to the core of the situation. Let's start there. What is gentleness? Because I think a lot of times we, we have words that we accept, and, and, and they, they are mental images to us. And so when we, we think of gentle, we may be thinking of something that's not really a biblical picture uh, similar to meekness. In fact, sometimes in the Bible, meekness is translated as gentleness. Uh, um, in fact, right here, uh, Galatians 5, 23, this is actually a separate word. But it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things there is no law. These are actually two different words translated gentleness. They are really similar in their original concept. Uh, there would be pretty close to synonyms um, to a to a Greek person. Uh, but this now this did confirm, even looking at this passage, this did confirm something for me. And that is, this comes from above. He says this is the fruit of the spirit. Right? This these things, whether they're produced in me or you know whether I'm looking at it from that aspect, the, the final Part of the question is, okay, what does this do for me? Right? How does this affect me? How does this make me look to the world around me? And all these things, it still starts from above. It still comes from a God, and God is a God who's an unchanging God. So I have to understand that, that premise, that hasn't changed. It is what we call an immutable characteristic. Immutable means char- God can't hit the mute button. Right? That's who he is. It's a part of his nature. Now, now, that doesn't mean that he always does that thing. And this is the challenging thing, is when we say uh, an immutable characteristic, it doesn't mean that God always acts that way. It just means it's always a part of who he is. Uh, I, I may have a characteristic. God has a, a characteristic of mercy. Hey, God always wants to. He always has a desire to show mercy. God always has a desire to show love, but sometimes there is... There's another characteristic of his that he also has. The gun says, this one's going to outweigh this one. They're kind of coming into conflict. And one of them's got to win. It doesn't mean that he changes his character. He just means that he goes with this one for this particular scenario. And that's important for us to understand how God works that way. So this idea of gentleness, um, a lot of times I think in our, our mind comes out as wimpy. God is wimpy. Wisdom is, we think meek, meek is like timid and shy, you know, and, and well, Moses was called the meekest man on earth. Go back and read some of the stuff about Moses. I mean, Moses, for worse, got he was kept out of the promised land because he wasn't wimpy. He got a little too bold, actually, and, and is hitting rocks and yelling at the people. And God says, nah, "Can't have that." It wasn't certainly wasn't wimpy. We have that kind of definition of gentleness, and that's not really what gentleness is. And so we want to look at uh, some of these ideas. So. Keeping in mind that it is from above, and so how it manifests in a human is that is secondary we will get there that is important that 's the purpose of the of james uh, that passage anyway. how it manifests in us, how we get closer to God in these things is secondary first understanding the, the concepts that come from God himself. so the best thing that we should always do is to let the Bible define it. And a lot of the ways that we kind of went through this in in our, our adult classes, letting God define things by illustrating what it isn't. It's not this. It's not that. And so there are, what we're going to talk about are some character traits that are expected in people. Right? But in order to understand it, we need to look at some of the application. We're going to go to the application and then come back a little bit. Let me explain. Looking at what it isn't, uh, he says, he's talking about elders, what they should be. In 1 Timothy 3, three, he says this, Not a drunkard, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. Uh, and I think this is, th- this, we even talked about this in class, that it wasn't planned this way, but this, the the grouping here is kind of interesting. He says, not a drunk, not violent, but gentle. I don't think it's an accident that those two things kind of went in that, that order before gentle. Uh, and I will explain why. Uh, when uh, our house in Ukraine was structured really strangely, it was actually two Apartment buildings that weren't technically joined. There was like a six-inch gap between them, and and they were offset like this. And every house, every apartment, every outside apartment had a had a balcony, and and our apartment was at the end of this one. And it was, they were overlapped by like you know like like ten feet, so that the the house here had a balcony sticking off right next. Like I could reach out and touch their balcony from my bedroom window, which is really strange. Right. Every Friday night, the same thing happens. Every Friday night, 11 years. Every, well, not 11 years, because we didn't live in that apartment for 11 years. So, 8 years. 8 years, the same thing happens every Friday and Saturday night. It's 10, 11 people feeling good in the apartment next to us. Yeah, the music's going. <laughs> like For hours. And the alcohol, you hear you can just you can just hear things are getting going. Well, to a certain hour, you know, I'm prepping for Sunday and do things, I can do things in in the living room and in the rest of my apartment and shut the door to my bedroom. Eventually I want to go to bed. They don't. My neighbors don't. And so I have to sit there trying to get to sleep with this. And things there's a shift. There's a shift. The music goes off after a while. They're not interested in music. And it is a new noise that comes from my neighbor's house. Right? It, is the, it is the after effects of a lot of drinking. Right? Now nobody's having fun anymore. And so for now, till like 2 or 3 in the morning, I have to listen to fist fights. Every night. No- I mean, I'm telling you, every week it's the same thing. <laughs> This is not an accident that I'm just saying, this is not an accident that this series is here. Not drunk, not violent, but gentle. Now it has nothing to do here with being soft, does it? It has nothing to do with being soft. But it has to do with when he's talking about an elder here, he's talking about their judgment. Is the, the overall idea. It has to do with his duties. It has to do with without we're not gonna preach a sermon about elders. But he's talking about their effect to, their ability to, to maintain and, and you know some sort of sense and, and do the duties of an elder. He's got sound judgment. In other words, well, that's the the first thing: sound judgment, right? And what it isn't is what's opposite to that. Uh, Next one, similar. Uh, He says, servants, be subject to your masters with all respect, not just to the good and gentle, but also to the unjust. Now, let's be careful. He's not talking about the uh, He's not talking about the masters in terms, or the servants in terms of them being gentle. That would be true. He's talking about the masters and, and the different types of character that they have. They could be a gentle master. They could not be a gentle master. And he's saying you got to have the right behavior, regardless of which kind you ended up with. And uh, the concept here is of volatility. And, and so it's again not not how soft they are, it's soft. I, I was lucked. I lucked out. I got a soft master. I got a wimpy master. That's, that was really. Uh, that's not the idea. It's how volatile they were. How uh you know how they might be in one situation and then completely change in another. That was the concept on how stable, you'd say how stable they were. And so the idea of gentle, isn't. it, it doesn't really connect to soft. It, it has to do with their ability to act appropriately in situations. And so as we look at, well, that is something that stays and, and, and appropriate looks different as we look through the, the scriptures. And so it kind of answers some of our questions about what ungentle wisdom looks like. When I say ungentle, I mean ungentle. Like, like looking back through those things that immediately I, I, I'm, I'm... All these other scriptures are, are popping into my head about times where God doesn't look gentle to me. God, why didn't you look gentle? Because I'm not wicked. You, you think I'm supposed to look like a wimp, Andrew, and I'm not. Um, first of all, reconciling this requires me to look at what is God producing? That will, be appro- it will determine his appropriate responses to things. What is he trying to produce? There's this passage, and it's a part of a larger text, uh, in Genesis chapter 50, where, where Joseph is finally confronting his brothers about things. And now now they're all sad when they recognize who they are. Oh, no, no, no. He's going to kill us or all these th- different things. So his brothers came and fell down before him and said, behold, we are your servants. But Joseph said, don't don't be afraid. I, I, am I in the place of God? As for you, you meant evil for me. But God meant it for good to bring, about, bring it about that many people would be kept alive. As they are today. And so what God is producing sometimes requires him to do things that don't look gentle. So so in order to save a large group of people, God allowed Joseph to go through a series of things that don't look gentle. uh, Allowing to be completely separated from, from people. Joseph was the guy that he wanted in this place. For whatever reason, whatever characteristics or whatever why God chose that is up to him, but it didn 't look gentle at the moment, but all of a sudden, if you 're looking at what he 's producing, while well, it looks a lot more appropriate in in retrospect doesn 't it uh, and you can do this with event after event uh, and it also has to do with what God protects Mark chapter nine. Jesus says this, whoever causes one of these little ones to believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a great millstone were hung around his neck and thrown into the sea. Well, that doesn't sound gentle. Well, not if you're the one being thrown into the sea, no. It's a very, but God wasn't protecting you. God was protecting somebody else from you. And to them, it's very gentle. To them, that's a a very appropriate thing. God says, this is appropriate. Here's a a helpless person. Here's an innocent person. And and I'm going to protect this person in this situation. It would have been better for you if, if, if you had not been born, really. <laughs> because I'm going to pour out my wrath on you, not so gentle to you. But I'm protecting something that I see needs protecting. And then again, doesn't always do it immediately, but, but judgment will always come. So it's not that God's not gentle. It's just that I'm in the wrong location. God might be gentle right here. And outside of here, because of his gentleness, there's a big storm. And I happen to be in the wrong location. We talked about trespassing this morning. And where are you located? And, and transgressing and getting into the wrong area. Well, if, if I've transgressed and if I've trespassed and I'm, I'm in the wrong area, God's going to look a lot more violent. It has nothing to do with with the, the God not being gentle. It has to do with me being in the wrong location. And thirdly, how God proceeds. These three things will answer when God doesn't look gentle to me. What is he producing? What is he protecting? And thirdly, how is he proceeding? This is his wisdom. This is his wisdom. And so when he does this, it's going to come down and and we're going to have the similar concepts. Look, Paul even speaks here as though gentleness is an option. What do you wish? Shall I come to you with a rod or or with love or in a spirit of gentleness? It almost sounds when we read this that he's not going to be these things. Now, I want you to back up. Because he says the same thing about love as he says about gentleness. Was Paul going to come without love? No. He says in a spirit. Right? In a spirit of. In other words, what it might look like. It might not look so loving. It doesn't mean he didn't have love. It, it might not look that gentle. It doesn't mean it wasn't gentle. It just has to do with the method That God was using and using through Paul in this particular case. We're getting into kind of the application end of things. But what it looks like might be because a certain thing is needed. In other words, it's not because of God. But I just might be a hard head. And God might be like, I'm going to have to refund this a little bit. I would, had to clean my coffee maker. We had an espresso machine we haven't used in a long time. It was got had that good Wisconsin water buildup in it, and trying to take off this little piece, it was not. I'm like the video. It's so nice and easy. Just unscrew the screw and tap, and it comes out. No, <laughs> there was like corrosion upon corrosion in that thing, and I'm like, I don't think. I'm wondering. I was wondering if I had the wrong model. I'm like, it looks identical. I don't think this. Con- I think I'm going to break it. I had to get some big guns in there and really reef on this thing before it popped. on. Like, whoa! What do you know? But I had to get, you know, was a, get a bigger hammer. Right? Get a get a bigger screwdriver. Get a get something heavy. And God says, sometimes I've got to reef on you to, to get you to budge. It. it sometimes something that looks soft is not going to get the job done with me and it's not god's nature that's being in question it's it's my nature that really is the determining factor so it's it's what god produces what god's protect, protecting and how God proceeds. These three things determine whether something looks gentle in my definition or not. But it's not changing wisdom from God. God is always using appropriate means and measures because he has appropriate goals. He is appropriate. So I wanna talk about how we move closer very quickly. What is the end result? Colossians chapter 2, verse 20 through 23 says, If with Christ you died to the basic or elemental spirits of the world, why, as though you were still living in the world, do you submit to regulations, do not taste, uh, do not handle, do not taste, do not touch, which all refer to things that perish while they're being used. According to human precepts and teachings, these have indeed an appearance of wisdom. What does that mean? They're satanic. These have an appearance of wisdom in promoting self-made religion and asceticism, that's self-denial, severity of the body, but they really have no value in stopping the indulgence of the flesh. This is exactly what James is talking about. It's fleshly. It's physical. It's made up. It's, it, it's human. He says people get this religious idea of establishing a bunch of rules of stuff we're not supposed to do. I'm not saying there are no prohibitions in the Bible. We've talked about how God does things in principles <clears throat> And teaches concepts that, that, yes, you might have to give, for example, you might have to give up something for love because you have a, a weaker brother or, or whatever. These are ideas and principles that we have. But when we start saying, okay, we're making up this rule and, and we're going to have to get a, have a big meeting about all the stuff we can't do. Oh, well, we can't do this. So this is really similar to that. So can we do this one? Mm, better not, and and we start making up all these rules, and pretty soon this this group disagrees with this group's rules, so they go over here and they establish their set of rules, and God says, satanic. It started out satanic, and it's just getting worse. It looks smart because we have councils, and we have educated people with lots of college degrees. Determining these things, and I am a theologian of from and, and and we're we're coming up with all these rules, and it sounds so smart. God says it's satanic. This is not stuff I ever said, it's not spiritual. So people start adopting customs and forms of worship that end up doing harm. So they blame it on God in this sense that they identify it as being from God, and God says. Don't put that on me because I never made that. I don't, I don't recognize that. That doesn't look like anything I ever said. And so then someone somewhere says, that doesn't look like religion. And if, if that's religious, well, I don't want any part of it. And now this does damage to other people. And this is why God says it's satanic because it doesn't promote what God wants, it's inappropriate. it's not the worship that I wanted by the way we're gonna start a topic on worship uh, beginning next week but um, so I look what is the result what's happening as a result of these rules and policies and and ideas the things that I'm trying to do that I think are really smart and are really wise these these things that i'm trying to protect and the things that i'm trying to produce where are they really going because i might be protecting and 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 pursuing and all these different things i might have a wisdom that's really not going where god's going and second what is my goal I could I could throw in whatever my methods, but it kind of com- becomes obvious I think in in here Matthew twelve eighteen <clears throat> through twenty one. He's talking about Jesus here. He says, "Behold, my servant, whom I have chosen, my beloved, with whom my soul is well pleased. I will put my spirit upon him. He will proclaim justice to the Gentiles. He will not quarrel or cry aloud. He will." nor will, he, will anyone hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not quench until he brings justice to victory. In his name, in his name, the Gentiles will hope. What is my goal? What am I really trying to get to? Christ's goal was to improve lives. He wanted to leave things in a better condition than he found it. And so, uh, so, so he said, here's the smoldering wick. Smoldering wick... Uh, was if you, if, you, if you had made a, a lamp from inferior materials because you were poorer, let's say, it would smolder. Or maybe you had a lower quality of oil, right? There's different levels of olive oil, right? And, and so, so if you had a lower quality of oil, it would smolder more. And Gus says, I, I can work with this it gives light. Okay, I'm not going to put it out. It, it, it's doing something. And, and he's identifying people that, that are, maybe they're not completely burning brightly, right, in terms spiritually, but, but they're, they're doing what they can. They're, they're trying. And it's like, well, I can work with this. They're trying. I'm not going to get all upset because they're not where, I, you know, where this person over here is. They're not, they're not perfect yet. They're not really way far ahead. I can work with them, though. So I'm not going to step on it. I cannot. This is just, I'm just frustrated all the time because you're not getting these ideas. I can work with it. The other one, the, the, the a bruised reed is, is kind of a, a grafting concept. It's, you know, you got a branch that's kind of, I can kind of support that and get that and heal it. What's my goal? So again, we go back to our text real, real quick. James 3.16, we, we talked about how you can kind of marry up different parts of what isn't to what is. In, in this text, he says, for where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder. And every evil practice, instead of disorder, some say confusion. But um, the idea that there's anarchy almost there's, there's this uh, wisdom is a structure, and it, it affects our interactions with other people, and, and it, we come to this challenge. I, a lot of times I do this challenge for the week. This is really more than one week. Don't don't take that literally when I say this week. I don't, I don't mean like you got one week and then you're good. All right. But to try to target a little flexibility. That's really why God looks like this in this situation and He's this in this situation and He's gentle all the time. Because the same method might not apply and might not work in this situation. We 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 do need to be flexible, but we need to keep those ideas in mind. I want to leave you with those ideas. When you get into a situation and what am I protecting? Is it me? Is it self-centric that I'm protecting, and and that well, that's going to lead to not gentleness. That's going to lead to confusion and chaos and anarchy, and all the stuff that goes with it, and strife. So, what am I protecting? Right, wh- where where is my goals? What am I What am I trying to produce at the end of it all? And, and, and there does sometimes need to be a, a review of the methods that I'm using. Am, am, I, am I ending up crushing somebody? That's not gentle. My methods need to be called into, to, you know, just let, let's have a, a year-end review of my, or a weekend review of, of my, my methods. Are they appropriate? Was I, was I stable or was I volatile in, in these situations? It will look like gentleness in some cases. It will look like our, our definition. It will look soft in some cases. It won't always. There will sometimes be collateral damage. But, but we need to look at what we are protecting as Christians.